Welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about a brainstorming technique called divergent and convergent thinking. I am super excited to learn about this. You were just telling me about it earlier today, and it's something that I've been kind of doing with my clients, yeah. but um, but I'm really excited to be able to like define it and really talk about it. Yes. So I, I love this brainstorming technique. Um, I want to tell you the story about how I actually learned how to do it. It's not like super groundbreaking. You might have done it before, um, but this was the first time I learned about this was at my previous job. Um, I worked before I became an amazing professional book coach with a wonderful <laughs> business with you. Um, I worked at a startup company and I was one of our um, very first employees. And if you've ever been at a startup company or when you're in that those baby stages of starting a company, there's usually lots of problems and you have to come up with lots of solutions. Um, and then you iterate on those solutions until you come with like come up with like a really great idea or a really great product or something to sell or you know an engineering feature. Um, so we used this technique, divergent and convergent thinking, to solve so many of our problems. And we ended up growing into a huge hundreds of millions of dollars company. Um, and the very beginning stages were just us working through problems together. So what it literally is, there are two phases. The first is divergent thinking. And divergent thinking is when you literally just make a list of any and all potential solutions regardless of how outlandish or impractical they may originally seem, you just write them out. You just get them out of your body, get them out onto a paper or a whiteboard or something. Throw that shit at the wall. You just throw it at the wall. Um, then once you have like your list of all these different potential solutions, um, you move into the convergent thinking phase. And what that basically means is you go through your big long list and you start to narrow them down until you've found like the best possible solution. Um, and we would we would get into these this working space where dozens, dozens of ideas, because it was just a completely free opportunity to throw out whatever you wanted, free of judgment, free of shame. Mm -hmm. um, and then what ended up happening was the more that we threw out our crazy ideas, the more we would build off each other. And the more we would like pivot to something like, oh, I really like this part of your idea. Let's add this thing. And then we ended up coming to like this amazing list. We're able to dive to converge it into um, a very practical and useful and solution that we went to implement immediately. Um, when you are doing this technique, you normally start with like a very clear like problem or problem statement or a clear idea of like whatever the issue is because you're you're trying to come up with like specific solutions mm. thing things that like make sense things that you can actually implement and like you know what that means so you um, want the problem to be as specific as yeah. possible so that you can come up with specific solutions that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So what that what that looks like is you have to have a really good you have to have a really good understanding of what your problem is. What is the thing that needs solving? Um and then once you do this process, you have your solution and you know that you've just gone through dozens of ideas and this is the best one. So it, it comes to you with like a level of confidence and a level of excitement that like, oh my God, this is going to work. Let me try it. 
but then you know, like we knew very clearly in our heads that sometimes it doesn't always pan out. So we would just like go back to the technique again, go back. If it if our solution didn't work, we would come back to divergent and convergent thinking. But the key is, is that now we probably had a much better understanding of the problem. Mm. We tried to implement a solution. It didn't work. Why? Okay. That means our problem was actually this. This It was this. Let's do thinking about this instead. Um, and we would just go in cycles until we came to like this amazing solution and our business became extremely, extremely successful. So it works. It's really, it's a very helpful technique. I love that. I love the room for a allowing yourself to have bad ideas without any shame. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that it is doing that allows you to like take the good parts of ideas and like put them together and come up Mm -hmm. with something that's like better than what you would have originally had if you just went idea by idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just love it. I love it. So can we talk a little bit about like how would we apply this to writing? And yeah. I know that you did this recently. I um, did. So yeah, walk us through it. Yeah. So um, in my old job, we used this for basically any type of question that we had, any type of problem. So we would use it for like product development. We would use it for our website issues. We would use it for anything that, that we were running into a problem for. So it's very easy to translate into writing because all you need to know is like, what, what's your issue? Like, what are you running into? Is it character flaw? Is it a plot issue? Um, and you can do this exact technique with all of the different ideas that you have to fix whatever problem you're having in your writing at that specific point in time, come up with all the ideas, narrow them down into the solution that you're going to give a try. Um, And the the two things I think are really important that you just touched on that make this technique really, really effective is that first one you said, bad ideas without shame. You just, in divergent thinking, you literally just get anything out and there is no judgment. There's no shame. Um, And that's so freeing to your brain. Like it's so freeing to not sit at your computer and be like, oh, I I already know this idea didn't work. Nope, that's not what you do in in divergent thinking. Even if you're like a little piece of your gut is telling you this won't work, you throw it up there anyway because you never know like what kind of solution you could come up with or how someone – how you might end up implementing it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's too far ahead. You are just thinking of what what ideas can I get out because you need you need options. You need to be able to free your brain to think about it. The second rule of this technique is setting time limits. You cannot sit here with your writing, with any problem really, and mull over it forever. Eventually, you have to make a decision. So with this technique, you set a time limit for divergent thinking and you set a time limit for convergent thinking. And by the end of that time limit, you have your solution. It is in hand and you can go try it. And this prevents you from hemming and hawing over what's the right thing? What if it doesn't work? What about you know, all of these, these consequences that you're just making up? Like, no, you get rid of it with the time limit and you just say, this is what I'm running with at the end of this time limit. Here's your solution. And you go try it out. Yeah. And so your perfectionism is not, yes. it has no place. <laughs> yeah. And the time limit can be anything you want, but we usually found that like 10 to 20 minutes was a sweet spot. You usually can get lots of good ideas out in that first 10 minutes. And by the time you get to 20 minutes, you're just kind of like making things up at that point. And same with narrowing down. 
we would get into these crazy long discussions about each different solution weighing like the pros and cons, but we knew we had a time limit. So we just had to select something because trying something is always better than doing nothing yeah, and just worrying about it. So like just pick something. So set, set your time limit. You can choose 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 15, whatever seems to feel like what mental capacity or energy you have at that specific time. And then, you know, once you've done these two periods of thinking, you have something you're going to try. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. So when we were talking, you were telling me you just did something really similar with a client of yours. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know this is what it was called, but I did. (laughs) We, so this client, this is her second book that we're working on um, together one-on-one and it's a it's a historical fiction and we had done um, extensive backstory work on her two main characters. We really knew who they were and how they'd gotten to where they are at the beginning of the story. And we had an idea of how we wanted them to change through the story. But she was like, I don't know what my plot is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like feels like such a huge question, right? Yeah. Of, like, what is your story even about? Um, and so it was this, uh, it was this big question that was looming over us. And so finally we were like, okay, the assignment for this week is to go skim Goodreads book descriptions Mm -hmm. of historical fiction, just to see, like, get ideas. Right. And I think that this like, get like input of inspiration can help you with like Mm -hmm. coming up with those, um, the, the divergent, um, ideas. And so, so that was the first step of her assignment. And then the second step was to list every possible plot event she could think of mm-hmm. that would test her characters, um, you know, their internal obstacle yeah. flaws, their their beliefs that they needed to, to change. What was something that could push them to have to face those beliefs and whether or not they're going to hold on to them? And so she, she had a very specific problem. She had a very specific kind of ruler for the ideas. Um, and then she just went and she made this super long list. And I remember one of the things was like aliens land at the, <laughs> yeah. you know, on their property. She was just like, she was, she really anything. leaned into like coming up with like literally anything she could possibly think of. And, and she, she knew what the, what the story was by the time the assignment was finished because she was able to converge. I feel like it's especially true with, with book stuff is like you can mm-hmm. combine pieces of ideas. Yeah. And so we ended up taking like pieces of different um, ideas that she listed out and coming up with a plot out of those. Um, and it was so effective. Yeah. Um, and it, and she didn't have the, she didn't have the pressure of, oh my gosh, this is such a big decision. Like I have to come up with one singular solution, right? It wasn't going to come up with a list. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then once she finally got to that singular solution, it was like, yes, this is the best one because we tried every other possible thing we could think of. Yeah. I, I love that you guys did that together. And, and it sounds like you took it in in multiple divergent thinking phases. Like first thing was like, what's the general plot? Second thing is like, okay, specific specific scenes or instances or challenges to your character. And you were able to mix and match and put things together. And this this freedom of bad ideas without shame writing is a process of creating something from nothing. It is in many ways, pure generation. Yes. We like draw on inspiration and we could have a whole conversation about how our idea is original anymore, anymore. Like are, are there any original ideas? But ultimately when you sit down to write a book, it's blank and then it's not blank and you have to fill it in. Yeah. And that can feel like an immense burden. Like that can be paralyzing when you think about there are unlimited 
amount of things that yeah. you could put on the page. And this process of just getting everything out in the time limit that you have and thinking of all of the different possibilities, at the same time that it frees you, I also think it helps you narrow your scope so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed by the unlimited options that you could potentially choose to solve this one problem yeah. or to come up with this one plot. Like you now have 30 ideas to select from and that's way better than an infinity amount yeah. well, of ideas. Thing. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like you don't ever have unlimited ideas yeah. because mm -hmm. you are trying to tell a very specific story. That's true. Yeah. And so I think the thing that I love the most about this exercise is it allows you to check in with your gut because yeah. you are trying to, your subconscious is trying to tell a very specific story mm -hmm. and you we're, I don't think we're always, we're definitely not always aware of what that story is. And so it can feel really overwhelming when we're facing a massive question, like what's the plot of my story, yeah. right? And it feels like this, this paralyzing thing because it has to be right, right? I'm yeah. using quotation marks in the video. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, what I love about this is you're not going to have an unlimited amount of ideas. You're going to peter out. You're going to, yeah. you know, stop at 30 or stop at, you know, at some number of ideas. And then you get to see in that what your subconscious is trying to tell you because yeah. your gut is going to be like, yes or no Yeah. to each of the ideas. Or it's going to be like, yes, kind of, but I'm going to, you know, mix it with this other idea or tweak it. And so I, I really love how this gives us, it's, it's literally a tool Mm -hmm. to bring our subconscious out into the conscious onto the page. Yes. Yeah. And if, if you are, you can do this by yourself. You can absolutely do this just by yourself, setting your own timer. You can also do this with another person, a group of people. It's a little bit tougher to do it with like a large group of people. If you're writing your one story and they're not, they're not involved, but I like doing this when, um, I've had clients before and I've seen writers before say things like, I hate my ideas. I really struggle to come up with ideas or I really struggle to choose which one I like the best. They're all fine. Like how am I ever going to select the one that's the best? And sometimes it can be really helpful to do this exercise with someone else just to get like a sounding board, just to get that other thing of being like, oh, that really stands out to me or like, oh, I don't, I don't love this one. But on along those same lines, like you're supposed to put ideas out there that you hate. Like yeah. that's that's the point of this activity, like to just get it out because I can guarantee you that you will come up with at least a few that you actually really love. And when you come to that solution after convergent thinking, there is a confidence boost. Yeah. There is, an, there is a motivation that happens when you finally choose something. Like if you've ever been trying to purchase – I don't know, like a like an investment or some sort of big purchase where you there you just can't decide which one are you going to choose. Like, what car are you going to buy? And then finally, you just decide. Like, I'm going to buy this one. Oh, what a relief! Yeah, or like a relief to get that burden of choice off your shoulders. You've just decided, and then you're happy with it. You can just move on. Uh, and like any like any story, it takes revisions, and this technique can be used over and over and over and mm -hmm. over again. And you just go back to divergent thinking, say another problem, come up with your other, like, what are, what are we talking about here? Um, and it's a, it's a cycle and it works really well too. Um, like for me, I just use this for a specific issue in my, my act two. 
um, I ran into a problem at the All is Lost. And the problem was that like my characters weren't experiencing this giant failure. Mm. Like it was like, okay, fine, this thing happened, but I felt myself manufacturing a big issue because they didn't naturally have like a rock bottom moment. And I was like, okay, what what has become the problem that they don't have their rock bottom moment? Why? Then I was like, okay, so I followed that thought train a little bit and I went to, okay, well, it looks like the the plans that they had formed in Act 2A and Act 2B to lead them on this plot journey weren't accomplishing enough. So mm-hmm. they hadn't really built enough time to make failures. And I had I had really spread out this plot thread. And then I realized, okay, my problem was that they did not experience enough failure because they weren't really doing anything. So my my issue that I used this technique with was how can I speed up this plot? How can I speed up or how can I bring them closer to um, learning the things they need to learn, experiencing like these failure points? How do I get them to fail faster so that yeah. when they get to like their all is last moment, it is there are consequences like to play yeah. out for them. So I did this. I, I made my whole list. Um, I realized that I needed to – two things. I realized I needed to move like a physical location in my world. And I also realized that I needed to um, restructure the way that some of my plot events were happening to get them towards this information quicker, which would make them make more poor decisions, which would then lead them to greater consequences, which would bring them to – a stronger mm. all is lost moment. And that was a big, that was like a big thought adventure. Yeah. So it does not have to be like that long and <laughs> drawn out. But what I think is cool about what you did is like you got real specific. And this this loops back to what we were talking about before, but you had to have a really specific yeah. understanding of the problem mm-hmm. um, in order to come up with solutions. Like if you were just like, how am I going to make this all is lost scene work? right? That wasn't really the problem. The problem was yeah. was earlier in the story. And so if you had tried to do, you know, the, the divergent convergent thinking about that specific scene instead of the actual, you know, root problem, then you wouldn't have gotten to the same solutions. Oh, you're absolutely so right. I love how that calls attention to just like how important understanding the problem is yeah. um, before I, you launch really into is. brainstorming. Because <laughs> I, I did have, I tried, I tried to do this for that specific all is lost scene. And I listed out all these options for how I could make the action of the scene different, how I could change the outcome, how I could have this character show up and that would like throw everything off and how I could, I had this big old list of how I was going to change act three. And then when I was, or I'm sorry, the all is lost scene. Yeah. And when I was in my convergent thinking in that moment, I was like, oh, holy crap. None of these solutions work because that's not the problem. Because it's not the problem. That's yeah. not the problem. The problem is way far like earlier in act two. So that one of the solutions, I guess, that you could say that I chose was go back to the beginning of act two and reevaluate. <laughs> yeah. Then I did. And I f- did this again until I found the actual solution. Um, and now my all is lost is like so much better. Like I have That's a awesome. very clear idea and it also fits this character 
this character is like, they're losing everything that they wanted in a very real sense where the previous thing, it was just like, I don't know, who cares? Now it's like, oh, they've everything's been taken away from them. That's a failure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. What a cool tool. Yeah. I love this. Um, so if you want to do this, if you want to give it a try, um, it's pretty simple. Break out a notebook. If you have a whiteboard, use it. Anything that you can like write on. I typically – what works for my brain the best is to physically write it by hand. Um, you may find that like a computer is fine. Break out those things. Um, identify your problem. Get like as specific as you can for what you're going to be coming up with solutions for. Um, get specific. Physically write down or write down all of the ideas. Set your timer. 10 minutes. Write them all down. When your timer goes off, go get a drink of water. Do convergent thinking. Set your timer. Narrow them down. And then when your timer goes off, you've got to pick something. And that's your solution. And you're going to give it a try. And if you start to implement it and it doesn't work, go back to square one. Reevaluate your problem. Is this the problem that you're really going to that is really the true issue do you need to get a little more specific and then do it again awesome yeah awesome sounds amazing well thanks for sharing that with us rachel yes so if you want to build a successful fulfilling and sustainable writing life that works for you you've got to get on our email list sign up now to get our free email course the magic of character arcs after seven days of email magic you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night Link is in the show notes. We'll see you there.